inspired the Vedas. By Bhagavad Gita, by Krishna himself. Actually, whatever Krishna says should be given more precedence. There may be so many versions, different people saying different things in the Vedas, but then Krishna himself speaks. Bhagavad Gita. When the Lord is giving his own version, then we should take that more seriously. Whenever the Lord is speaking, that's the highest authority. So Brahma reveals what the Lord told him directly. That his Vishnu Maya is coming. So here in Malaysia we have so many temples to Aman, but people they don't realize that this uh, mother, this energy of this energy of Vishnu, she is Vishnu Maya. In the Lila where she was deprived from the Mahaprasad of Jagannath, of Narayan, because uh, Narayamuni gave to Shiva and Lord Shiva ate it, but he didn't save any for Parvati. She asked, why you didn't save for me? Because I'm your faithful wife. I want to have your this prasadam. I'm serving you all the time, very faithfully. And then Lord Shiva said, well, I didn't think you're qualified. So she became very upset. But how is it you don't think I'm qualified? I am Vishnu Maya. I am the potency of Vishnu. I am Vaishnavi. I am energy of Vishnu. I am Narayani, energy of Narayana. So when I am the energy of the Lord, I am His most confidential servitor, serving Him as His energy, carrying out His every wish, every wish. But how is it that everyone gets prasanna but me? She was so very upset. So she declared very clearly that she is the energy of the Lord. There are famous temples in India to Amman, Vaishnavi Devi. But generally the worshippers are not uh, thinking about this relationship with her and uh, Vishnu. So they could tactfully preach to people who are very much devoted to Vishnu Maya in her form as Mahamaya. If you can, so how much, uh, we also respect, she's the most devout uh, servitor of the Lord. She does whatever the Lord wants. In a different form, she's doing different things. She's providing what all, all the material facilities that people want keeping them enamored by this material world. That's one of her functions. Another function is if we want to be connected to Krishna again as his devotee, to be under his shelter, to serve him because he realized that we're his part and parcel. 
then she can also facilitate us. The same potency can work to liberate us. Prabhupada used the example here, like electricity, you can use it for air conditioner, freezer, you can use it for a heater. You can warm yourself up or you can cool yourself down. Same electricity. So if we have the technology to use electricity in different ways like that, what to speak of Krishna? So he can use his energy to liberate us or to keep us in illusion. So Kamsa was against Krishna, so then Mahamaya is there to keep him really satisfied in his illusion. There's some people that really don't want to surrender to Krishna. So then they are given so many ideas. Some people are even very offensive and they misunderstand Krishna's position. Krishna had 16,108 wives, so that we can also enjoy with many women, as Krishna has done it. Some offensive things like this, sometimes mental speculators are saying they don't. Shiva can drink the ocean of poison, but if we drink one drop, we're dead. So we can't compare ourselves with Krishna or Shiva or Balaram. Krishna is Atmaram, he is always satisfied. But his devotees want to serve him in different ways. So Yoga Maya facilitates that they can serve him. So we want to know about Krishna, we have to hear from Krishna's devotees. Otherwise mental speculators who put their own spin on it and be very offensive, trying to Equate Krishna as some kind of conditioned soul who's out to enjoy. Krishna is always satisfied. He's letting his devotees serve him. He's enjoying their service. He doesn't need to enjoy. He has no material senses to enjoy material sense gratification. That's not at all. The, but either the devotee or the Lord are not on that platform. They're enjoying the transcendental exchange of love between the Lord and Himself. So as we are serving Krishna, sometimes by Krishna's mercy get a little taste of that love, the sweetness of Krishna, how wonderful Krishna is, how wonderful His devotees are, how wonderful the service to Him is. That's what the ecstasy that is incomparable in this material world. There's nothing in this material world that even as anything vaguely to compare with the happiness you get when you're serving Krishna. Of course, when someone is just starting out in their devotional service, <clears throat> they may not get this experience right away, that some special mercy, maybe you can get it. Some people say, I'm chanting my japa, but I'm one round every day, but I'm not feeling any ecstasy. 
I've been chanting for two weeks already. No tears are coming. No hairs are standing on it. Of course, some days I miss my ground, but... Uh, <laughs> even if someone's chanting 16 rounds a day, it doesn't mean immediately you're going to start crying in ecstasy. But there's more hope for that. The idea is we should fully absorb ourselves in devotional service and we gradually go up step by step, eight steps, like a ladder, like a stairway case. Ado sadha bhajana, then sadhu sangha bhajana kriya, anartha nivritti nishtha, ruchi ashakti bhava. We get up to the level of bhava, the eighth level, that's when we get the steady ecstasy. Sometimes uh, there's a glimpse by Lord Chaitanya's mercy of some spiritual ecstasy, which comes and goes. That can give us a preview for the movies. They show preview. Two minutes to entice you that you should go and see the movie, right? Sometimes they're showing on TVs and some. That in the future there's going to be some special program or movies that give you a two-minute clip. You should go and see it. Some action shots. So Krishna mercy, he gives us sometimes a sneak preview. Just suddenly by Krishna's mercy, by Guru's mercy, by Vaishnava mercy, we get showered with some spiritual ecstasy. Something which uh, is not like anything in this material world, just something from the higher grace of life. We might not deserve it, it means. We don't, if we deserve it, we'd have it all the time. But we're getting a sneak preview, just a little glimpse so that we'll be inspired to go forward. So Lord Chaitanya and his Sankirtan movement through the Kirtans, through the festivals, sometimes devotees are getting this tastes. It's not an illusion. It's an actual real spiritual experience. Sometimes in a dream one gets a visions. You can also experience ecstasy even in a dream. So when these things happen, it's taken as a special blessing. Become more serious so that we can be in that kind of spiritual ecstasy always. Turn off your sound. So that Prophet said that uh, Lord Chaitanya gives us ecstasy first because we're very restless. So it's like in a big feast, there'll be so many preparations, the, the bitter melon, the spinach, the sabjis, the different rices. Sorry, Kavis here. 
Daiwalas and the Rasams for Sambar already was there. Then you finally at the end you have your but so then the people have the suite at the end usually. Of course Gujaratis I think at the beginning but so then you have your suite at the end with so children they like to have suite right in the beginning too. They may not be so patient. Like to have a paisam or the the ladu in the beginning. They like sweets too much. When I was in uh, Tilakington, many years ago, there was like a Ruda Purana there in the house of uh, the father of uh, Adi Purushta. They just opened it up and it said, if you want to please a Brahmana, give him something good to eat. If you want to please a Kshatriya, give him some power. You want to please a Vaishya, give him money. You want to please a Sutra, give him some fame and praise. You want to please children, give him sweets. Sister Veda, I was great. Prabhupada just always gives sweets and cookies to the children. You know this secret. So, this way we get, the children they like to eat the sweets first. So Lord Prabhupada compared it like that. But normally in other yugas you have to do all the tapasyas and austerities, penances. At the end of the road, you finally get samadhi and you get the ecstasy, you get the realization. Now people hardly have that patience and determination. So even by very quick, if a very short period of chanting, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Nam, Hare Nam, Nam Nam, Hare Hare, one can get this taste, this uh, some ecstasy. So then, then after getting a taste, then okay, then we'll have the patience to go through the rest of the meal. Then we will do the austerity, because we want to keep the taste. To maintain that, you're not practicing, then you just get it, it goes away. So you have to practice very strictly, then you can develop and have it as a staivav, as a permanent experience, permanent, permanent uh, consciousness. So this is facilitated by Yoga Maya to make us more and more Krishna conscious. When somebody wants to be always in the rasa of enjoying their senses, then Mahamaya is there. If somebody wants to forget, but even a devotee wants to forget Krishna, it's very hard. Even Mahamaya helps. But they always remember, I had that ecstasy, and there's nothing in this material world that's like that. You meet so many devotees who are fallen from the path, but they're always feeling some separation from Krishna consciousness. They don't feel happy. They want to come back. Many come back eventually. Mostly they come back. Material world is like a desert with a few oases. 
So you can't get much happiness swimming in the desert. Once you've experienced what is the water, then desert is desert. But if you don't know any better, then you think it's great. It's all these beautiful oases. The people riding in the desert, when they get to the oasis and they have the nice uh, date trees and the cool water, they have the tent and they can burn their frankincense, and they take the Arabian uh, coffee made from cardamom seeds and things, then they may be very happy. But if you live in Malaysia and all the time you're seeing green everywhere, and rambutan, and mango, and mango steam, <laughs> so many different uh, fruits are there, then you may not be happy in the desert with only a few dates. <laughs> so people, they're thinking they're happy in the material world because they don't know how much spiritual happiness there is. And what Chaitanya is giving us that experience, what we're missing. No one else can that mercy. We're told, okay, everyone's told that there's Paramananda, but they hardly they get uh, to experience it until they really convince themselves of that. But Lord Chaitanya is giving immediate, uh, just like you go in the supermarket, they, some ladies are sitting there giving samples of cheese or biscuit or something. You try it. This is the, in the Kali Yuga, they want you to try it, then you buy it. Try and buy it. So Lord Chaitanya is telling you, try it. Even we were. Other uh, sampradayas, they first give a diksha and then you practice. Even Gaudiya Mark was saying, you know, in Iskhan you are giving them practice beats, you are first giving them initiation, someone, someone was saying. This Hari now, then they, they can chant. But the, our system, uh, I don't know whether that's... Uh, we know from the Shastra that you don't have to be formally initiated to get the benefit of chanting. Some benefit you get, but if you're initiated, then that becomes uh, permanent. One should uh, strive for initiation. Become fixed up. So we give people first experience, and if you like it, then you commit yourself. That's, a, that's very special. Most people do religion out of fear. There's God, I should do something for God. If I don't, I'm going to get punished for all my sins. So mostly they are doing it because of uh, fear. Or because of some desire, material desire, worship God and get some material blessing. Very rare to find somebody doing it because they want to please the Lord. Or even because uh, you find that when you please the Lord and He's happy, you'll be even more happy than any other way. So that's better to please the Lord. It's not going to be happier anyway. And it's more natural.
So when the Lord comes, his spiritual potency is also coming. One is the covering potency, another is the awakening potency. So devotees are more inclined, of course, for yoga maya. Even when we see Mahamaya, we can remember that she's just another form of yoga maya. A way to address her in her yoga maya aspect. The same potency, different aspects. Just like Kamaksha, we were in Gohati with the safari this year. Anybody was with us on the safari? Just uh, Ekanath and uh, Marichi Das. Marichi Das was... Anyone else representing Malaysia? Huh? Yeah, okay, Chintamani. So then... Uh, When the, the daughter of Narakasur came to attack Krishna, then Kamakya told her, you touch Krishna's feet, he's going to be your father-in-law, your uncle-in-law. So, to marry his nephew. So she, because she was uh, submissive to Devi, so she went and touched Krishna's feet, didn't stop to attack him. So that way she was working as Unmukha. She increased the devotion of the, her to Krishna. She awakened, she had never touched the feet of Krishna. She can do both. She can do either one. But for Narakasur, he wanted to always uh, enjoy the material nature, so she kept him always inspired to do these material things. Even getting some blessing from Mahamaya to have more material facility is, is also kind of an encumbrance. Because if we don't use it for Krishna, if we use it for sense gratification, we're just going to be more and more entangled in the karmas. So it's a bigger load. If devotees get material things, they shouldn't forget Krishna. They should use all those things for Krishna. And a South American disciple, he got inheritance. So he got so many tens of thousands of US dollars that he thought, I joined Krishna conscious movement because I was suffering. Now I have so much money, no need to suffer anymore. I will enjoy life. So he gave up his practice and he spent his money and was enjoying it. And all the devotees said, what a, what a stupid guy. Then he spent all his money. Then he was suffering like anything. People criticizing, why you had so much money, you could have invested it, you could have lived that long your whole life without any big hassle. 
why you just blew it all of a sudden on your sense gratification. Then he came back and begging the devotees, please take me back, now I'm suffering again. Some people are like that, they don't learn. So somebody gets, like with Prasadama, he got some big money from Krishna, big donation, palace and all facilities. But he used it for Krishna, he didn't use it just as, okay, someone wins the lottery then they want to, you know, completely go mad, partying and spending. It's like that kind of thing. Sometimes Krishna just gives someone some big blessing. But usually he doesn't because of if people aren't ready for it, then they'll misuse it and get in big trouble. But sometimes maybe by karma, it's like a test also. If we get this facility, so some material opulence, then we should also use it for Krishna, we should be balanced. Always use a lion's share for Krishna's uh, direct service and the balance in our, in our living that we always maintain our spiritual practices. In this way we'll be protected from seeing things from the Mahamaya perspective, we'll see things always from the Krishna conscious viewpoint. That's why if somebody is Krishna conscious, they don't fall into Maya. They know better. It is the trap of Maya. You know someone that we got Grihasta, they know they have to go on with their devotional service, worship their deities at the house, do their devotional activities. Salut, what's but Gopal Bhakta Goswami, he described that being Grihasta means uh, responsible ashram. So many responsibilities. And the first responsibility is uh, to be Krishna conscious. Somebody is in the Brahmachari ashram, there is so many support. They can live in a simple way. In uh, Chopati, to be a Brahmachari, you have to be uh, on a waiting list for two years, one and a half years. Then you have to agree that whoever is a Brahmachari, they have to do whatever they are told. If once they say, no, I don't want to do it, you vow. You have to be fully surrendered. You have to live, sleep on the floor, no beds. Radha Swami gave one article for our Mayapur magazine, or one of the recent magazines that was Congregation of Krishna Then every day they study for one and a half hours. So that they're very learned in the scripture. And they treat all the vihastas like the parents. Like we have to see they are maintaining this very austere sadhaks and uh, so the congregation maintains their temple. And they are happy that we can maintain some renounced people who are doing this uh, because that also good for their spiritual life to maintain some devotees who are just uh, always preaching and studying and serving deities and doing spiritual activities. So, so, so then he says that between, between uh, their brahmacharis and vihastas, there's a very deep respect. Brahmacharis are appreciative that vihastas are maintaining their temple, 
therefore facilitating them to be able to preach it and uh, practice their Krishna consciousness and how grihasthas are also they need they want to get some association from someone a little more renounced who's not uh, having to deal always with this material complication sometimes you might get entangled or contaminated so to have some association with someone who's uh, more renounced and uh, detached free from all these kind of uh, potential encumbrances to give someone who can come and give a good class, who can give some good association. So that's the kind of environment they're trying to create between their brahmachari and grihastha ashram. So that there's an integrated community, but each is uh, having their own role. Because they're quite, it's working for them very well. The grihastas that they have to take as someone become a grihasta, I mean that takes so much responsibility, materially and spiritually both. That's the how that's how they become be Krishna conscious by being very responsible. To be an anxiety for Krishna. How to do all the Material and spiritual things both. Do the even the material things in a spiritualized way. But the brahmacharis, they have to see how to help, how to enthuse everyone to be Krishna conscious. They don't have all these heavy uh, anxieties on their brains, so they can they can uh, be, they can be happy <laughs> and encourage everyone how happy it is to be Krishna conscious. Those brihastas, of course, who are expert in doing everything for Krishna, they also be happy. But a little bit uh, imbalance and they'll, they'll feel the pressure. So they want, they want someone a very happy association is always welcome. Very Krishna conscious. Uh. Prabhupada said all the devotees, whatever their ashram may be, all the devotees should be so pure that simply by serving them and by associating with them, someone will get spiritual benefit. That's what the intention is. So especially those who live in a temple, community, temple itself, working, they have to try to be at that standard so that by their association, people get purified. That means that we have to be pure to give others uh, Pure association. <clears throat> but also anyone else, even if they're not living in the temple, they can also achieve that same purity by Yukta Vairatya. So the more people we have living a pure standard of Krishna consciousness, the more that in society will be influenced and that the world will be a better place to live in. We want to transfer people. We're basically transferring people from Mahamaya account to Yogamaya account. You meet somebody, you say, okay, this one's a Mahamaya account. Totally identifying with the body. Now, how to transfer over to Yogamaya account? Where they identify with the soul and with serving Krishna. 
So that they, they instead of now they are trying to be happy only through their senses. How they can get happiness through their spiritual senses, through their spiritual. Of course, while we're in the material world, the material senses will be there also. But that no longer becomes uh, the, the only means for happiness. That is there. Sometimes happy, sometimes suffering, both of them. So gradually we become more and more detached from that as a basis for happiness. And we become situated, fixed up in our spiritual shelter for our actual happiness. So when we're spiritually happy, there may be some also material happiness that's very easy, no problem. Or sometimes there's material suffering. And then that forces us to take more shelter, Krishna, because material nature is giving us no shelter. So sometimes the material suffering is also helping us to take shelter of Krishna more. So I think we have so many serious devotees here in Malaysia. I'm always happy to come and get your association. Just in Mayapur from Rishinga Chaturdasi, it was very beautiful. So many, we got some nice photos also. Unfortunately, I don't think I'll be here late enough to show, but next visit. Very, uh, but I, oh, did you, where's my oil? We got a new batch of machine oil. This time we used eight different Vedic pure essential oils, which are called Ashta Ganda. Especially what's mentioned, what they make a special kind of incense from for the deities. We bought those essential oils and bathed Narsinga with them. One of the oils cost four lakhs of rupees a kilo. Another one is one lakh of rupees a kilo. Fifty, they're very expensive. They but it's very strong when they quite concentrated. Sudanibas told me, I want to get only the pure oil, so it's four lakhs of rupees a kilo, <laughs> 10 grams of rupees. But, uh, so bathing the, the Lord with this uh, oils and then with the full Abhishek. And this year, Last year they threw all the flowers at the same time. It wasn't nice. I didn't like it so much. I mean, it was still nice, but I didn't like it so much. This year they had varieties. They had white lotus petal, pink lotus petal, red, red, rose petals, orange, you know, that marigold uh, petals, white uh, Rajnigandha, white jasmine, the different colors. So I said the one color, then I, I like orchids first, you did white, uh, one kind of white. Then we did the orange, then the red. So it's like layers that are coming down like a swirl ice cream or something over the over the Lord. One, one layer after another of flowers. Then again, one more white layer, different kind of white. So at the very end, after all the, the wet things, then there was baskets and baskets of flowers. The Lord, the Prahlad was up to his neck in flowers. He had two, two different, and 
we could see different uh, colors after Amen. So was, that was also, everyone said that was really nice. One color at a time. You did that? Pushpabhishek and then something? Here the Andrew, can I have a Pushpabhishek? Listen, it started last for two years, now two, three years in my airport. It's Pushpabhishek. So it's very nice to offer this different multicolored flowers at the end after all the dry basket, big baskets of flowers. Sorry. It's like uh, you read in the, how the devas are throwing the flowers from the, from the heavens. So it's like the flowers are showering down and then creating a coating in another color. So then Rashikadeva the will be colored with red flower petals. Then it's covered with white. And then, it's a very, very beautiful. Then yesterday, last two days after Nishikadeva, uh, from Purnima, then had the Salila, the Salila Bihar. The Sarada and Krishna come down into a little, they get make a, one of those little swimming pools. They made that with a lot of a, like lotus design. And then there's a, a, a flower canopy, all flower, you know, like a flower, like for house, like a, they make a flower house. Full, full body. So the Lord goes inside there and then they offer, and then there's a little fountain in front. He's in the middle of this little swimming pool, only about uh, less than maybe two and a half meters wide or so. Then uh, they offer 108 lotuses for each of the 108 names of Radha and Krishna. Those lotuses are floating, so by the end of the all, the whole pond is filled with these lotus flowers floating around. Very, very blessed. Everyone comes up and offers one lotus with one name, and it's 108 people can offer it. They let me offer six away from the other ones. This was very good. Very beautiful too. So there, the, the devotees uh, in Mayapur, there you know, are these festivals around the deities, unite everyone. I'm trying to unite and create a community. Difficult, you have 400 brahmacharis and 400 grihastas and 200 kids. And so in the future we'll have maybe 10,000 grihastas. I don't know, but we'll have more grihastas probably than brahmacharis for sure. Now still a lot of brahmacharis, but how to unite because it's completely different lifestyle, different thing. But these uh, festivals for the deities, they unite everybody. And also this uh, sometimes the dramas and cultural events, trying to create a unity and diversity. So that. He's very happy to be there for all these uh, spiritual festivals. And then reporting also, they covered Madhava in the sandalwood. Now it's uh, Chandan Yatra in India. So Jagannath, Baladev, and uh, Subhadra and Calcutta also, they're completely covered with sandalwood. You just see the smile and the eyes. 
everything else is settled. So all the devotees have to come and, and do a sandal grinding. For the day they have non-stop people, every come in and grind for 20 minutes. So they get a bucket of sandal with paste. You get one bucket, not a cup, bucket. Then they put all it. Their daily is a little bigger than our Coming quite twice as big, maybe not so much bigger, but twice as big. Well, maybe two thirds time bigger. And the little deities of uh, Ranamada they have covered for 21 days. Jagannath Puri, 21 days, uh, Jagannath's covered with sandalwood. Radha is very hard, Madhav is very big, so they just do it for seven days and then one day at Purnima. Here you don't do the chanda, just notice. Huh? Only the body. Holy God. Nobody sees that. But it's completed like a mass. Oh. Any question? Sometimes, uh, I'm not sure what they do in Mayapur. I think for sure they close the door of the temple. But some sometimes I heard that they close the deities, and sometimes I heard that they would always just chant in front of the deities. But the deities they open. I know that during the time of eclipse, if you eat anything, it's not good. The time that's uh, not good to eat or eat anything or even to evacuate. So try to beforehand clear your system and drink whatever water you want because during that time of the eclipse, it's better not to eat or drink or pass. 
Desert time that is that influences character. So that time when you just chant Hare Krishna, breathe. Have a concentrated spiritual. So whatever influence is going on, it, it doesn't affect us. Once I was in uh, Lithuania, in Kaunas, for a solar eclipse. A few years ago there was solar. So three hours, I gave a non-stop japa workshop. <laughs> there was, we were all together in the temple, we had a japa workshop during the whole eclipse. Kirtan and japa workshop, everyone was very happy. Who wants machine oil? The latest batch. Why you had to... That's 
Actually, we can approve Holy, 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 yeah. That's good, bro. Sunday feast feeding, for taking prashadam, they all turn outside of the lawn area. So,
Thank you for watching our videos. Be sure to subscribe to our channel. We publish new videos every day. And don't forget to like and share our channel.